Uh, did you? You went through all the hats. I did. Wow, that was a lot of hats. Welcome to Dunstan Checks Man, the show where we watch each minute of the 1996 ape film Dunstan Checks In, and we pair each of those minutes with another feature film. I'm Emily Monkey Town. I'm Lord Andrew Rutledge. Today was your pick, Andrew. Yeah. What did we watch? Uh, the Inspector General. Now, this was a movie. I go, you know, to let, to let y'all behind the curtain. <laughs> when when we announced the movie on the show, that's not the first time Andrew and I are, are knowing what the movie is. Mm-hmm. We have a we have a, a Google sheet that lists our picks in it that we pick in advance. Yeah. When I saw this movie in our Google sheet and I looked it up, I saw here we go. Andrew's picked out some old bullshit for me. Yep. This is a movie from 1949 because yeah. Andrew likes old bullshit. Andrew's the kind of guy, he walks up to the local movie house, which is what he calls it, mm-hmm. and he says, I would like one ticket for the oldest movie you have. Yeah. And then the cashier's like, it, that it doesn't, we have new movies here. Like, we do a classic movie night on Tuesdays, but it's like Thursday. I don't, there's a movie that came out a couple weeks ago. I can give you that. And you say, was it made before the time of color? And they, they, no, it's, it just came out. It's like, it's widows. Um, and then you say, well, if it's the oldest movie you got, I'll take it. And then you hand over $5 because you think that's what a movie ticket costs. In dollar coins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and then, and then you, you go watch the movie and you're upset because it doesn't have like a musical sequence in it or whatever. I mean, I liked widows. So that was, a, <laughs> I did like that widows. was a good time. And then me, you know me. Yeah. I'm on the cutting edge. You say, if it came out older than a minute ago, Trash it. I'm not interested. Yeah. Yeah. He said, is that CGI fresh? I want yeah. that fresh out the oven. I want I want to feel the warmth off the CGI because I want to see the gonna... steam yeah. on Bumblebee's neck. <laughs> because it just got shit out of a computer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't I, I you you watch I watch these old movies that you like and I'm like, this is boring. This is some grand this is some grandparents shit. Yeah. So I for a brief moment, and not very long, but I did toy with even using my veto. I was very yeah. much not looking forward to this movie. Mm-hmm. And then I go on, on Amazon Prime, where yeah. this movie is streaming, and I watch this movie, and to my surprise, it was a delight. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> this is like the biggest reveal that I've had yet on this show. Pretty much instantly, I'm laughing. I'm enjoying the jokes. <laughs> There's funny, it holds up. <laughs> I like this movie. Are you pranking me? I'm not pranking you. I couldn't believe it. I was shocked with how much I liked this movie. I'm so happy right now. Because I was like, I was like, I know I picked this movie. I know I kind (laughs) of like this movie because I've seen it once before. And I'm like, yeah. And I like Danny Kaye. Danny Kaye is the star. Danny Kaye is someone I I knew exclusively from his appearance in the Fallout. It's on the Cosby show. Yeah. The Fallout game. Oh, he's in the Fallout. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some of his songs are. Uh, Civilization. Yes. Yeah. Uh, There's also a song in this movie that's on, on in Fallout Three and Four, it's see, not, but it's not the Danny Kaye version. I those. thought it sounded familiar. I was losing my mind so trying to figure the out. The song is called Happy Times yes. in this movie, but the version that's in Fallout Three and Four is sung by Bob Crosby, not oh Danny Kaye. Oh my Kay. god! Yeah. Okay, I was losing my mind trying to figure that out. <laughs> um, all right. I mean, do we want to start with the minute? Yeah, let's and start then with we'll, the minute. We'll get to where the movie fits in. Yeah. All right. Uh, so. This is kind of the uh, uh, picking up on the tail end of the last minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, Victor is saying to Mr. Grant, talk to the laundry immediately because yeah. of the fluffy about towels. About the fluffy towels, yeah. Uh, so then Mrs. DeBrow says, Victor, darling, sit down and work on your cards for a while. Mm-hmm. So this seems she's dismissive yeah. of Victor, yeah. of her husband, mm-hmm. um, and, her, and his dismissive concern. Dismissive and controlling, I would say. Yeah, and his concern about these 
suggestions, the the, yeah. the suggestion cards. Uh, so then, well, as we saw at the end of the last minute, Mrs. Dubrow has added her brooch yeah. or pin. Yeah. I don't know what exactly you'd call it. Yeah, uh, which is in a vaguely star or flower shape. I would say it also looks like it came from the sea. Sure, there's a there's a, a, oh there's an aquatic urchin-y. vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she's added it to a plaque. Yeah, where there are five stars. Mm-hmm. Um. And she's essentially added a sixth yes. is what she's she's she reveals. Yeah. And she says, Robert, we have some very exciting news. Mm-hmm. And the way that Jason Alexander takes this response, I really like. Yeah. It is an extended uh. Yeah. So as he walks over from Victor over to Mrs. Dubrow, yeah. joining her next to this plaque uh, with these stars on it, he just goes, uh yeah like it's such a long uh well because he's formulating in his brain <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't know what the fuck this woman is doing <laughs> but she's my boss and I, ne- I need to be nice to her yeah yeah and she she laughs like she gives it a little haha yeah doesn't it look great yeah and uh of course he's like oh what's going on here yeah we do get a brief view from kyle we, sure. we a view from under the desk. There's some kind of grating on the front of the desk. This grating, I feel like, is all over the hotel. Yes, grating like this mm-hmm. in places where you normally wouldn't see grating, like on a desk. That seems very unusual to me. Yes, and unlike falling in love with anyone, this is unusual. And I would also say, um, uh, having Kyle's view from out of grating is now a, a recurring thing in the film. Yes, I would agree. We start with him in the vents. Yep, he's looking out the grating. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're down here. Yeah. Under a desk, he's looking out of the grating. It's a recurring theme in the film. Yeah. Um, so he he says, what Mr. Grant says is, I was thinking the Lamond people might not appreciate us just adding a six star. Yes. And so Lamond, uh, Lamond Traveler yeah. is the one that awards the stars in this universe, I guess. Because yeah. we, we um, what do we have? This is Zagat just food or is it hotels? I couldn't tell you. Well, there is some kind of rating service for hotels that well, gives them The Michelin stars. Guide is just food, right? I think that's just food. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that weird that they're they're the tire people? Yeah. That's but that's how it started, right? It was like, oh, you use our tires. Here's the guide to where to eat. Oh well, yeah, because it's like a roadmap. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think it's the Z- Zagat guide okay. or Zagat. I don't know. Who can say? It has a weird pronunciation. I know that much. I used to work at a bookstore, and I'll tell you, people came in for that guide, and I heard both pronunciations often. They said, "Can you give me the Ziggy guide?" Yeah. And you said, uh, I was like, "Sure." Our comic section is over here. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. Um, so Lamond, right? Mm-hmm. Is that French for the world? Yes. Okay, so it's the world traveler, but yeah. they're fancy, so it's French. Yeah. Uh, uh, and this is who awards the stars. So it's it's equivalent. I'm just trying to draw the line between their world and our world. Yeah. Uh, and so that's where, uh, uh, Mrs. Uh, Dubrow, I almost forgot her name just now. Wow, Can you what imagine a fucking idiot after two you are. episodes <laughs> talking about Dubrow alerts? Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Dubrow says the lawn people are adding a six star to the most elite hotels. Yeah. Elite. I thought she said the most elite hotel. Oh, okay. Just one. I believe only one hotel is getting oh, the six cr- star. I like that even better. Yeah. I, I would like, I like that a lot. Yeah. I think, I believe I'll allow that I've heard it wrong. Yeah. And that you are correct. It's Thank just you. one hotel gets six. Thank you. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's like Washington's the only six star general. Oh, sure. No, like he got that afterwards yeah. so that no other general could be higher than him. Yeah. Because uh, we love slave owners in this country. Yeah. And he had wooden teeth. Okay. <laughs> I thought we were just saying facts. Good about, addition. Facts about George. I just wanted to get a quick fuck George Washington out there. 
I, I don't disagree. He owned slaves and he started a racist bullshit country. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I And then this is where Mrs. Dubrow reveals a new piece of information yeah. to Mr. Grant. She says, I have it on good authority that the Lamont people have a rep- representative here. Yes. To, and Mr. Grant says, here? Now? Yeah. This week? Yeah. Uh, and this is why I, I was going to say, is this why? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the Inspector General mm-hmm. is, it's set... Did you get a sense of when it's set? Um, in the the past. Yeah, it's definitely in the past. Well, Napoleon times, we know, yes, right? Napoleon. Yeah. It's whenever Napoleon was the emperor. I think the the less curious thing was not when it's set, but where it's set. It's set in Brodney. Sure, Brodney. Brodney, the made up country. And, and, what, and what country? Yeah, no, I thought Brodney was the town. Oh, was Brodney the town? I thought Brodney was the town. I, it felt a little vague. Yeah, I think because I, I I looked it up too, and the Wikipedia says it's like a vague area within the French Empire. Oh, okay. So that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, the Inspector General is a a, a kind of a, a farcical, yeah, comedy musical. Yeah, comedy musical. Yeah. Um. What? Comedy. Com comedy. Yeah. Com. It's a combination comedy musical. Yeah. So a comedy, a comedy musical. musical. Uh, and it's starring Danny Kaye, yes. who was a song and dance man uh, from the 40s and 50s. Yeah. He had his own variety show. He was uh, he was pretty well known. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and as you said earlier, you were taken by him. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's a delightful per- performance. Even before he shows up, I was taken by the film. I had a really good time with the Inspector General. Um, so it's the plot of it is, is that there are corrupt officials. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are warned by, uh, and it's 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 a play on like there's like a nepotism angle because every all the city council members are cousins. Yes, uh, one of their cousins from another city council comes over and says the inspector general is coming. Mm-hmm. He will take you down. Yeah, he will find your corruption. He was with he was among us for five days and we had no idea. Yes, and this this uh, this this city official is running away. Yeah. he managed to escape. Yeah. The the devastation of the Inspector General. Mm-hmm. Uh and the Inspector General has the ear of Napoleon. And we should say Emperor. when we say uh devastation, we yeah. don't mean like they were fired from their jobs, like they were they were sent to a firing squad. Yeah, they, they were, were sent killed. to a firing squad, they yeah. were killed, their buildings were burned, their yes. you know, it was, yeah. it was it's you know, it's just horrifying consequences. Yes. Uh and, and that's why I think it's important to say it was set in an older Yeah. Like uh it, and it's in some some vague French area. Yes. Um and so now these city council people are on alert. Mm-hmm. Then we meet Danny Kaye's character, mm-hmm. who kind of is working for a snake oil man. Yeah. Uh, and their, their song where they're selling the snake oil very much reminded me of uh, the Pirelli's Magical Elixir song from Sweeney Todd. Oh, which okay. I enjoyed. I, I've only seen uh, one performance of Sweeney Todd. Was it the Johnny Depp film? Nope. Okay. It was the filmed version that features. Angela Lansbury and George Hearn as and George Sweeney. Hearn. I've seen that. I've seen that version many times. I like that version a lot. It's a very good version. Uh, and and uh, I still haven't seen the Johnny Depp version. Oh, you're good. Yeah, I, <laughs> I figured. I say I, that as someone who was very into the Johnny Depp version in high school. Uh, now, and upon further reflection as an adult, you're good. I am, and the other thing, I think that is the only Tim Burton film I haven't seen. Interesting. In my life, I have never seen Corpse Bride. Oh, you're good. <laughs> You're good. He was just like, "Hey, remember Nightmare Before Christmas?" Yeah, it's not my movie, but what, what if, if it was? was? <laughs> yeah, I'm Pretty trying to think. Much. That might be the only the only Tim Burton film that I've never seen. I'm, I can't think of another one. Uh, I mean, going all the way back, at Eddie Scissors. I've seen Eddie Scissors. Uh-huh. Um, Beatles. Seen, seen Beatles. We saw that together. Yeah, once. Seen Batman's. 
the Batmans. And Return of Batman? That's what I meant, the Batmans. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Big Fish? Edge. Big Fish, seen it, hate it. Yeah, I like Big Fish, I'm Big sorry. Fish sucks. It's a terrible <laughs> movie. Uh, what did he do? He did um, I'm a Dog, But I'm Frankenstein. Oh, Frankenweenie. I did not see that one either. I saw that in a theater. Nice. Good for you. It was bad. Uh, you know what I saw in a theater, though, was Alice in Wonderland. Oh, that was bad, too. Yeah. You know what I saw in a theater? Alice in Wonderland 2. Yeah. I, now, now that it occurs to me that I have never seen Alice in Wonderland 2. Well, so that actually isn't, is not directed by Tim Burton. Oh, Burton's. then it's still two. It was directed by... Krim Durton. Well, you're close, because it's, it's the New Zealander guy. Oh, Stim Flirton. The one who did the Muppet Songs movie. What? Nicholas Stoller? Yes. Is that true? Yes. And Borat was there. Oh, Borat was there. Yeah. It was an odd... Now, are you describing a dream you had? <laughs> Look, that's the thing. Alice, <laughs> Alice in, in... Alice 2. Alice 2 sounds like a dream you'd have <laughs> because it doesn't make any sense. Sure. In the worst ways. Mm. Hey, did you ever want to meet the Mad Hatter's family? Nope. Good luck. <laughs> Here it comes. Um... What was the last? He did Big Eyes. Oh, Big Eyes, I have The sequel seen. to Big Fish. It's not very... <laughs> <laughs> Big Eyes is not very good. Uh, I like that one, too. I feel like everyone was like, oh, Tim Burton made a normal movie, and actually it's great. And it's like, no, it's just kind of shitty. I, the one thing that I'll stand up for Big Eyes for is that it doesn't uh, try and have a fake ending. Yeah. It does the ending that happened in real life. Yeah. And to me, that was just as, com- like, that was more compelling than any fake shit that could have made up. Yeah, whatever. Because most of those based on true story movies, they make up some fake shit at the end. Sure. Was that Isla Fisher in that role? No, it was Amy Adams. I always, I mixed them up. Uh, do you think it was Isla Fisher because she's big Isla Fisher? <laughs> That's, that was a bad joke. I'm sorry. The... Uh, what was his last film that he did? Big Eyes 2. This time I released it secret. Oh, he did miss, only sent it to Emily. He did. You miss, didn't hear about that one. But Miss I saw Peregrine's it. Home for Weirdos. Oh, I saw that. Actually, I like that one. That one was okay. Yeah. And then he did one after that. No. Am I? Oh, he's going to do Dumbo. Oh, sure. Dumbo's coming. Up. I couldn't tell you how not interested in that. I, I Well, hey, I got a remake podcast, so I got to. I've never seen the original. <laughs> I got to do that Dumbo. I've never seen the original Dumbo. That's shocking. Why is that shocking? You I don't know. know. Me. I guess that's true. You know who I am. You're anti Diz. That's true. Uh, how are we talking about Timmy? The Inspector Banner. All. <laughs> <laughs> no, what? No. <laughs> that can't be it. Oh, singing. Singing. Sure. Singing in movies. Oh, oh because the, the tonic song reminded me of the Pirelli's Magical Elixir. Twas what? Pirelli's Magical Elixir. That's what did the trick, sir. True, sir. True. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah, very same energy. Yeah. Um, so what we find out is that Danny Kaye's character is kind of good. Well, yeah, he, he feels bad. And an old woman tries to buy the tonic to, to give to her husband who's uh-huh. sick. And he's like, take your money back. Just get some milk. That'll do better. Yeah. And then other people hear. So they get run out of town. Yeah. Uh, he get, he's hungry. He's illiterate. That's a that's a big plot point. Important plot point. Yeah. Uh, there's a fake letter from Napoleon that he shoves in his shoe yep. for walking purposes. I forget. Uh, so when he gets picked up for vagrancy, when he goes to the town that was warned about the inspector general, yeah, uh, the the mayor finds out there's a stranger in a cell. There's a little save the cat moment that I really like there. Oh, okay. Where so he's begging for food from some army men. Yeah, and uh, they're giving food to the dog. And he's like, if you have enough food to give to the dog, can't you give some to me? Um, and he says, they say the dog does stuff for his food. So then they make him do dog tricks. Yeah. And then they throw the food and say, you can race the dog for it. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the dog wins. And then the dog tries to give him the food. And he says, nah, fair's fair. He won the food. <laughs> I remember 
remember that. That was good. That yeah. was a very good little moment. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so the the mayor decides, just kind of out of nowhere, just yeah. based on the fact that he knows the inspector general's coming. Yeah. And he knows that a stranger has been picked up and put in the jail. Mm-hmm. He decides this could be the inspector general. Yeah. Well, I'm, because specifically the cousin said he was disguised as a vagrant. At one right, right, yeah. right. Uh, and also because he, the horse that he was allegedly trying to steal, he was trying to eat out of his feedback, but they thought he was trying to steal the horse. Yes. Was the horse with all the evidence of, like, it was being sent out of town to take away all the evidence of corruption. Right, right, right. And so because he was inspecting that horse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but then when they get down there, yeah. right, he's he doesn't want to be uh, hanged. Yeah. Uh, so he's kind of begging for his life with the, the jailer. Yeah. And at one point he takes off his shoe to gesture. Yeah. And the letter, the ripped up, letter comes flying out of his shoe yeah and all that you can see on the letter is a signature by napoleon a yeah. fake signature yeah uh but but they already kind of believe he's the inspector general and they yeah. know that the inspector general has the ear of napoleon as we said yeah so yeah. seeing that knowing all this yeah. they just immediately go oh my god i'm so sorry mr inspector general i know you wanted to be a secret yeah but we know you're here and we'd like to show you around and show you a good time yeah and he's just hungry yeah so he's like uh if you're gonna feed me i'll go along with you yeah uh, and so he he it's I like the the way that this goes. Yeah. Because he gets to the point where he's going to get out of town. Yeah. And then his uh Jack his off his his boss. Yes, his old boss shows yeah. up and and forces him essentially to continue on the ruse yeah. so that he can benefit. Yes. So that Yakov can benefit. Yeah. Uh, which is crazy. Like it yeah. just, I don't know. Have you ever seen the music man? No. It reminds me a lot of the music man. Okay. The music man is a, it's a, it's a musical about a con. I man, know what it is. Right. Yeah. So I'm well, also the audience. I've, I've seen know. the monorail episode of the Simpsons. That close. This is very <laughs> close. Um, the funny thing, the way that it parallels the music man that I think is interesting is that in the music man, he does, he is intending to fool the people of the town. Yeah. And when he gets to the town, he runs into an old business partner mm. that he, halfway teams up with yeah and so this one's kind of a flip on that where it's he doesn't intend to fool anyone yeah. and then that old business partner forces him yeah to do that i kind of like that take on it interesting uh and then as you said it's it's funny yeah a lot of good there gags are good gags in this movie yeah. i do enjoy um the there's a whole bit where uh, uh another general shows up mm-hmm. who is the best of friends with the inspector general. Yeah. But this man wears very thick glasses. Yes. And so Yakov finds a way to destroy the glasses. Accidentally knocks them off his face and accidentally steps on them. Yeah. yeah. And so they, they have a whole bit where he, he they point him at uh, Danny Kay. Yeah. And they're like, oh. And he's like, oh, I remember you were shorter. And he just crouches down a little. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, your voice, it sounds so youthful. And so he tries to make it more old sounding and scratchy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, I remember you used to sing a great song. And so he forces him to put on a whole song. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was good uh, times. It's, it's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good movie. This movie holds up, except for the racist stuff against the Romani people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I... I've forgotten about all of that. There's like a whole song that's pretty bad. And I I apologize to you yeah. <laughs> for having you watch that. Uh, I I would say that even though I'd only watched this a few years ago, Excuse me. there was um uh there was a lot that I'd forgotten about it. Yeah. I just remembered that it was it, it is that classic story of uh kind of mistaken identity. Yeah. Uh on the in the style of this there's someone coming to inspect us. Yeah. And so also Elsa Lanchester's in it. She's great. Yes. The bride yes. of Frankenstein herself. She is the, the wife of the mayor who wants to run off with the inspector general. Yes. <laughs> uh, and even she has some good moments where she's investigating the inspector general. Yeah. She finds a book in the library. Yeah. And they have to kind of play around with um, 
what his name is. Yeah. He has to fake a name real quick. Mm. And of course, since that character can't read, yes. he's unable to decipher what is in the There are some book. fun goofs of him like pretending to read when he obviously can't. Yeah, there's a real great part right at the end where uh, they've, they've caught him, essentially. Yeah. And they hand him a paper saying they've caught him. Yeah. And he laughs and cr- crumbles it up and throws it away. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're like, no, no, you don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty great. Yeah. Pretty great. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm glad that we finally come together <laughs> yeah. on an old movie. Yes. Uh, all right. Back into the minute. Uh, where are we at? Six star Le Mans people. Uh, here now this week. Oh yeah. Now this line to me has very steamed hams energy. I would it. agree with it. I very, would agree with that a lot. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. If any fans want to make a steamed hams. But it's Dunstan checks in But it's Dunstan checks in with this line specifically. Yeah. I'd enjoy that a lot. Uh, Mr. Dubrow is defending having a uh, or an inspector here mm. saying, well, the crystal ball is the social event of the season. Mm. Why shouldn't they be here? Yeah. And she says, I want that six star. I will be very upset if I don't get it. I need you to understand this. Yeah. So this is very much making sure the audience also understands the stakes. Yeah. Yada, yada. Uh, he says, I understand. We get another view of Kyle. This is also like a very sitcom slash movie plot of like a sixth star at a hotel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Uh, We see that Kyle sees this. I I presume that he can also hear. I don't see why he wouldn't be able to and understand. Uh, Now, the last line of this minute, I believe I heard correctly, but because it is cut in half, I believe more context is in the next minute. Yeah. Uh, But she's saying something like next week before you go on that travel session, you can interview. And then that's the end. I don't believe that's what's happening. Okay. I think she says what before she every travel section in the country interviews Lamont. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I see. I I got some of those words. Yeah. But I couldn't get the context for them. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. So that's. You think she's implying like she wants to make sure they get the six star before. Well, she's saying that she's just she's just saying the fact that it's going to be in every travel section in the world that a hotel got a six star. Oh, okay. From okay. Okay. Um, we know from we know I mean to jump ahead a little we know in the next minute that she um that uh she doesn't remember the vacation because she is assuming he is staying through oh right 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 yeah right 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 um so that's it for this minute yeah um you want me to announce my next minute yeah you're gonna need to give me some time to look up a document because I, I, I remember heard. what it is do you yeah. well I don't but I'll look it up okay um Boy, you picked it that long ago? I Yep. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm calling you out, but I couldn't remember what my pick was for 16 until you reminded me. So. <laughs> I, I do have it in front of me now. Okay, very good. Uh, my pick for minute 17. Yeah. Get ready. Huh. Do you remember what you said? I'm, I'm going to buckle up, <laughs> yeah, in fact. Yeah, buckle up. For safety. Up, buckle up for safety. Yeah. Because minute 17 will be paired with mm. a little film called Fast and Furious 6. <laughs> the sixth one yeah okay sometimes called fast six yeah now i do remember there was a specific reason that i picked this i can't remember what it is right now oh my but i'm God. sure it'll come back to me once i watch the i minute. hope so <laughs> uh all right so sometimes that'll be a called fast six fast and furious six uh you know that's the one the sixth one mm-hmm. that's interesting because it was fast five yeah and then they would continue on just calling it fast six because well, furious it, seven is definitely what that well movie. i think at one point it was supposed to be furious seven but then for some reason they wanted to save that for seven or it's called furious six but okay. then they saved that for seven for some reason so it was just it was marketed sometimes as fast six in other places it was marketed as furious seven wow the fast and the furious movies are kind of shaky about consistent titling in that regard yeah yeah do you are, are they reaching a point where they're going to drop the number you think no no 
Is the next one in space? No. Is Hobbs and Shaw coming out this year? I this don't. is a press conference, and you are the <laughs> spokesperson for the <laughs> Fast and Furious franchise. I, I cannot give any further information at this time. When will the uh, prequel series cartoon drop on Netflix? No further questions. <laughs> I, look, give us Vin Diesel. <laughs> uh, all right, plugs. I do what? What do you do? <laughs> I do another podcast with Justin Kizan called Nothing New or maybe a podcast where it's, you know, we talk about remakes. Our January episode is Marwin Call versus Welcome to Marwin. That's the, you're holding your microphone like a ring announcer. Like you're going to um, Did you like Welcome fight. to Marwin? Listen to Nothing New. But also, hey, don't go see it. That trailer <laughs> looked real stinky to me. Off air, I'll tell you a crazy fucking detail okay. about the movie. Please do. That would interest you and maybe 10 other people. Please do. Um, I do another show called It's On My List. Uh, it's on my list pod.com is where you can find that. Uh, every month, uh, five friends and I get together and talk about films that people say you should see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so things like Gone with the Wind, The Matrix, The Shining, all that and more. Every episode, a different movie. Uh, check it out. Uh, it's good times. Uh, I made a recent appearance on Geek KO. Uh, I, I don't know if actually, it, and now that I'm thinking about it, by the time you're listening to this, it might not be out yet, but it's coming soon. Coming soon by, to, by a, the end to of, a phone near you. Yeah, by the end of January, you'll be able to hear me talking about Kingdom Hearts. Mm. So that's a real fun one. Yeah. Uh, and then you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Podcaster Andrew. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and Twitch at Very Cool Emily. I stream Tuesdays, Thursdays, and the weekends. Mostly, I stick to that schedule. Uh, Andrew and I stream Fallout seventy six on there sometimes. You can check that out. Yeah. Um, rate and review us on Apple Pytunes. Um, give us five stars. And in light of the, the the something that happened in the pre-show that you don't know about, unless you're a Patreon subscriber, if you go to Patreon.com/slash Dunstan, correct? Yeah. Um. I want you to give us a five-star review, and then in the text of your review, describe your favorite article of clothing that you own. Mm. Just tell me about it. Very good. Why you like it, what it looks like, how very, it makes you feel when you're wearing it. Very good. Uh, did you say our Twitter and our Instagram? Our Twitter is at Majestic Hotel NY. Our Instagram is at Dunstan Checks Mint, and I don't believe we plugged those in the last episode. No, well, that's okay. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to roll. We also rolling. have a YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. I I make a special video every week that is a mashup of the minute and a trailer for the film that we are putting together. They're real good. You should check them out. Yeah. I hope everyone enjoyed the, the double dose of Super Mario Brothers that I prepared. I really like the idea of someone like 10 years from now not being able to find the podcast, but finding that YouTube channel and being like, why the fuck did this person do this? <laughs> Look, sometimes I'm sitting there making them going, why the fuck am I doing this? <laughs> but honestly... It's it's better that way. Check it out. It's, Check it out. It's, it's worth fun. watching for sure. It's goofy ass fun. Yeah. Uh, so I guess until next time, we're checking out. To all who come to this happy podcast, welcome. Nothing new is something new. That great poets imitate and improve... Where our small ones steal and spoil. Hi, I'm Andrew. And I'm Justin. And if it wasn't readily apparent at that, 
we're huge nerds about remakes. That's why we're doing the Nothing New Podcast. Once a month, we'll sit down and talk about a remake in detail and its original, covering them in whatever order they come out, from Wizard of Oz to It and beyond. They're remaking Stuart Gordon's 1986 sci-fi horror classic From Beyond? Oh, no. Not yet. Oh, that's going to be a long time coming. Anyway, if that sounds up your alley, come join Justin and I, and maybe a guest or two, to explore the wonderful world of remakes, film by film. Remakes have been done forever. People talk, but Scarface don't even know that was a remake. Oh, nicely said. Don't thank me. Thank Antoine Fuqua. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.